0: greetings and welcome to episode four of the three comedos i'm joined as ever with my fantastic co-hosts tom hello mate how you doing and Dazza. hi mate on with the show
1: ready we'll kick off with the uh, Would You Rather round. Okay. Magic. Would you rather fish and chips back at Del and Rodney's flat on Only Fills and Horses or would you prefer Christmas lunch or lunches with the Vicar of Dibley?
2: The Vicar of Dibley one's interesting because I love the Christmas lunch instant. Yeah. But I don't know if I want all those Christmas dinners.
1: But I thought, do you fancy a bit of Haddock? Albert's here as well in the flat.
2: Yeah, yeah. I love a roast dinner, especially a Christmas dinner. But I'm going to go with fish and chips with the trotters. It'd be a bit less less pressured environment. You know, you can just kick back with fish and chips, whereas Christmas dinner is quite formal. Uh, I'd love. I can't wait to discuss the Christmas lunch incident on a Christmas special. But just when I from memory, everything she eats is too much. So I'm going fish
0: and chips at the That's trotters. Good. What about yourself, Si? Uh yeah, probably the same. I mean, I'm same same as Tom. There, really. I love do love a Christmas dinner, but I probably struggled to eat one uh, alone, three. So yeah, I think it would I, have to be.
1: I think um, one of them as well is tripe, isn't it? Doesn't um. Oh I, uh, yeah. It Owen, um, Owen, it. <laughs> yeah, it gives you a tripe. Like, oh. And, uh,
2: Jim, and uh, Jim and Frank have meat and sixteen veg they? <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> which yeah. you're going to just be fasting all night, aren't you? With that, and then um, I think the best, the best meal, just as an aside, is definitely. Um, Hugo and David's place, like that, looks proper, proper cooked food, doesn't it? But it's just so much. You have a pasta um, course, a fish course. Yeah, they like
0: the fish course. I don't, know if I'd have, I don't know if I'd have the fish course. No, no I wouldn't. I wouldn't have the mixed fish course. Fish no. with like roast turkey. But that's just
2: crazy. All pasta on Christmas Day. No, I, uh, I, wow. yeah, it's,
0: it's all a bit sort of like extravagant. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: but that's that's. I mean, in the context of taking part in the comedy, if you could just be sort of sat there as an extra for some weird reason, you're at the Trotter's flat or David Horton's house, but still probably be, rather it'd be a Nelson Mandela house. But, you know, in a, if it was the real world and I'm invited over, definitely. I still think Trotter's, uh, in, Trotters, Trotters in, Nelson Mandela house would be my choice. What about you, Dazza?
1: Yeah, I think I'd, I'd love to have a meal there, even though it'd probably be broke wouldn't it? a Dodgy Chinese or a fish and chips, who wouldn't be? Uh-huh. i probably be sprayed with um brute, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if was me. Chips, yeah. <laughs> we sprayed it with
2: water, shall you? So um... apparently, that was a genuine tape. That was um,
0: <laughs> that was did
2: a... I read that? Buster Merrifield just didn't know that was going to happen or something,
0: oh, gosh. Well, oh, yeah.
2: Apparently, if you, you look it up, it was it was only really common knowledge in recent times in one of the many fools books you can get now, but. I don't think he knew that was going to happen, but I could be wrong. It's good All
1: acting right. though, isn't it? It's, uh, okay, got the, yeah. <laughs> uh Sorry. Next choice I've got, I don't know if you want to go first, Um It's a biggie, this one. You can attend Victor's Lee Valley Dairy reunion in uh, One Foot in a Grave, or you can spend the day in Margate, Margate the, only, the Jolly Boys, the Only Fools, and the Horses crew.
0: Um, i that, on it? I mean, the cabaret in that um, Lee Valley Dairy is is something to behold, isn't it? It probably matches the cabaret you'd find in um, Michael Margo, <laughs> wouldn't it? Similar sort
1: it, of thing. Don't, don't forget, it's just you, Victor, and Limpy Bridack. Yeah,
2: I was about to ask yeah. that, does it? Uh, is the is it? Are you just that? Are you the second and only guest with Victor?
1: Yeah, the only one. So, well, we assume it's Limpy Bridack going in there, don't we?
0: But yeah. Um,
1: so it's just you, Victor, Olympia Bidtek, and the amazing Cabaret. <laughs>
0: I suppose with like the Margate one, I'd struggle to get home. That, that would stress me out. I, you you, <laughs> I mean, you don't know you're going to coach is going to blow up, but we know it's going to blow up. Whereas, at least with you know, but I suppose Victor's, out, you know, obviously ends up with him getting run over, so it's not much better either, is it really? So, um, I'd probably say Margate just looks amazing, fun, doesn't it? I always thought of that. Um, yeah, we, we could spend hours talking about that episode, couldn't we? It's, it's so good. But yeah, just, just I've actually been to Margate. It's quite good fun, isn't it? Obviously, by much... yeah, Not as much fun as going with uh, Dallin Rodney, I imagine.
1: You, you lose your dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss me <laughs> so quick, yeah. It, yeah. What about yourself, Tom?
2: It's got to be Margate because, as much as Victor Meldry is a good person and a fine citizen to uh, look up to. It wouldn't be as fun, would it? To sit next to him at a table with Limpie a completely different generation to me. I mean, I know the tro- all the, the you know, Fools and Horses cast are obviously a different generation to me, but I'm more like i likely to get on well and have more of a fun time, especially on a on a beanie to market. So, hundred percent has to be that. I mean, if it means seeing Victor Maldry for the last time, and you could be one of the last to see him before he gets run over, if that still happens in that universe, then that'd be difficult to say you no know, to. Also, maybe you might try and talk him out of. Uh, Waiting for a a cab, waiting for Margaret to pick him up. I was going to but say, no, that's what I thought you'd go for. Market. I thought,
1: Tom, you'd go for uh, Lee Valley Dairy, try and talk Victor out of leaving.
2: Okay, all right. If it's to talk him out of, if it means I can have an influence <laughs> of him not getting run over that night, that's what I'm going to go with for that sole purpose. I'm not going to have a, a, a better time, but I'm going to mix up a bit. I'm going to say, all right, final an answer Leave Valley Dairy with Victor Maldry and save his life. Till he gets run over again in, in, anyway. in Another episode. Probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> till he get stabbed by Mrs. Warboys? <laughs> what was your, what was your, what was your choice?
1: I think, oh, for, I, I don't know. I think for fun it would have to be Margate, wouldn't it? The Jolly Boys. Yeah. Um, but then, like, I was, I was thinking about that. But and then you could talk Victor out of leaving and not getting run over. But if, if one for that, the fact that you could talk Victor out, I'd have to go Jolly Boys. So I think it'd just be more fun, wouldn't it? And like I was saying, yeah. that halfway house, it just... It, I remember going on um, coach trips as a kid down to like Western Superman and it just reminds me so much of that, you know, the atmosphere on the coach and where they're all singing mm. and you've got the one end, they've got the sandwiches and the other end, they're necking and lager and just looks like hell of a bus trip, that, doesn't it?
2: When I went to Margate, I don't know if it's the same for you, sir. I don't think it was a school trip or a family trip or a mate's holiday, but when I went with Robin years before we were kids, I was determined to try and find a and b &B as close to (laughs) Villa. But, you know, basically I wanted one of those, whatever those buildings are called, you know, the very
0: high ceiling. Three-story, like, different townhouses, aren't
2: they? Yeah, yeah, a a townhouse like that. And we did stay, sort of, it wasn't a townhouse as such, but it was certainly dated, like the carpeting and the, the curtains were a bit... Mankey in colour and it wasn't that glamorous. So as, I love that. Whereas, Talk about the charbonette it, that, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. i <laughs> with other with other mates I've talked about spoke about going and we got as far as planning to stay over and they were like, Oh, there's a good travel lodge done. I said I don't want to stay in a travel lodge, I wanna stay in a I want to stay in someone a bit downbeat. I mean not like travel lodges, the Ritz, but you know, I want to be in the centre in a townhouse. But yeah.
1: Better experience recommended. Yeah. Okay, and for the third and final one, I've got. Um, I don't know if you want to go first. Si. Um it's a Phoenix Nights related one, so you can either enter Talent Trek at Phoenix Nights, or you can attend Denise's eighteenth or eighteenth birthday party. <laughs> and we know, we all know how it kicked off there.
0: I mean, I come back to you just saying something about like places having charm and and being a little bit rundown, having something about them. Working men's clubs, I think, definitely like. Weirdly, I've never actually been to one properly, but I've been like to youth centers and stuff that have that feel of it. So you kind of get that impression of that's what it would be like, you know, the smell of the smoke and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Pre smoking ban. So just the atmosphere in there, just the kind of everyone's regulars, you know, everyone knows everybody. Uh, I just feel quite, it's quite homely, quite, quite nice. And, you know, it doesn't matter how rubbish you are because they're probably half drunk, so they wouldn't notice. So, yeah, probably Talent Trek. Yeah, obviously, you get to uh, meet Brian Potter himself, which would be a, a rare treat, you know. So, yeah, Potter. Talent <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs>
1: what What would you, your favorite act be, Sai, out of all of Britney Spears, Meat Loaf? Um, who else?
0: Half a shilling. Half a shilling. Half a shilling. We're acoustic, darling. We don't need electric. <laughs> I did yeah. like the right said Fred gang that were nicking stuff. Yeah. Is it, is it <laughs> yeah,
1: is it right they said Frank?
0: Yeah, has it. Right said wasn't They could hold tune quite well for thieves. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they also a lot, play. A lot, of favorite, a lot <laughs>
0: they also play one of my favourite '80s tunes, which is um, "Building a Bridge to Your Heart" by Wax. So, yeah, oh. so, so great, great that they get that in there. Obviously, Peter Kay's not not shy with his musical tastes, is he? So yeah, we'll obviously no. that's a firm talent trek choice for you. Talent trek choice, mate. Yeah, I'm I'm well ingrained in the old Phoenix Nights uh, world. So yeah, that'd be, be for me.
1: What about yourself, Tom?
2: I lo- I love size answer there, and I'm totally on board with the uh, atmosphere of a smoky working man's club, and the humour being amazing. But i feel too much pressure to have to participate myself if we're talking about that kind of choice and i would inevitably try something and i'd just be my night would be ruined because of the anxiety so i'm gonna go denise's 18 a bit of more of a closer knit thing and let's say i'm also 18 and single i'd love to see if denise wanted to be my dance partner for the night on the old dance floor disco because i bet she was a right goer
1: you got a thing um, for young
2: denise and he's home well she's 26 which is series one yeah she's yeah. attracted bird was she i know um I Ralph think Elizabeth. Dave did well there, didn't he? Yeah, he. Well, yeah. Considering he's probably about ten years old, essentially. Yeah. We'll bring up he Beverly marker's age. That's yeah. That's weird. That's We've so spoken so about that. We? Yeah. What about what about
1: you, Darren? Oh, I'd have to be um, Talent Track. Yeah. So I watched that episode. I don't know how many times, but even though like the like the mystery of like what happened at Denise's eighteenth because it's just talked about and it, so obviously yeah, you never yeah. see it. Um, that's I'd have to go style. with. Yeah, it went off Billsier. Yeah. <laughs> you just imagine what went on there. Yeah, no, I'd have to go with Talent Trek just to try and um, push Brain Potter out of his wheelchair, see if he walks. <laughs> then, then I'd phone the DLA.
0: See, that's <laughs> really funny because in the original, like, have you ever watched that Peter Kay thing? The yeah, yeah, at well. the end. Right at the end, doesn't he? Yeah, he it? Like, yeah. Yeah, but obviously it's never really explored in the series properly, is it? It's just sort of like, yeah, it's just assumed.
1: Because even yeah, Clinton Baptiste, he comes up to him and he goes, you can walk. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing he got right.
0: Yeah, yeah it was actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a great answer there, guys. And that concludes the Would
0: You Rather round. So, yeah, here we go with the uh, quiz. And uh, I'll just picking five questions from across different sitcoms to see how the uh, the Chaps Fair. So, question one. The sitcom Heaven, which was a sort of, about ten years ago, which half of a famous comedy duo appeared as the dad? I haven't watched Heaven. I've never seen it. You've seen, seen it? it? No. <laughs> okay. I've heard of
2: it. It's <laughs> a great start for us. Okay. <laughs> have, have you not seen it yet, Darren?
0: No, no, I haven't right. seen it.
2: Do you think we could qualify for a... Uh... Clue, like, OK. Is, I'm not going to be a tough-ass.
0: No, 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 no. This guy has now moved into the world of art. Gimois. Gimoyer. Yes, Gimoyer. Ah, uh, well good. said. Very good. Very so good. Only, well, because,
2: only because you gave that clue, I, I wouldn't have got it. He's,
0: he's, he's really good in it as well, in heaven. It's Chris Ramsey, who's, like, fairly famous now, still, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've only to me about Chris Ramsey. For oh, some absolutely. reason,
2: he irritates me. <laughs> I think <laughs> he's got a, he's got a really successful podcast. Yes, he has.
0: I'd annoyed. Yes, that's right. Although, oh,
2: that's right. And you, yeah, I can't remember
0: what was from. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Is that he was on still, any good? Still,
2: Well, he, he does stadium arena tours.
0: They've taken off big time, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it sounds it sounds
2: like it's what I think all the amateur podcasters around the globe will get annoyed at, like not very good comedians doing amazing because I mean you can't be bitter. Because fair play, they've made it work I can be bitter but I acknowledge it's a bit petty I I should give it a chance, I haven't actually listened to it But it doesn't sound It's a couple's podcast and it just seems a bit cheesy
1: I've listened to bits of it Because the missus is a big fan of it And she's been listening to it from the beginning Um, And she's played bits of it to me But I struggle with that accent
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean I I was the same, he's got one of those faces as well I mean, that's, sorry, just off a the tantrum. <laughs> What's the question again? It's um, <laughs> is, 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 is question, question two coming up. Did you question
0: this? two. So into the world of porridge here. So in the episode Just Desserts, there's a theft of pineapple chunks. Now, after the initial sort of discussion, who does Fletcher suggest they grab hold of and extract a confession out of?
1: Is it Ives? Or
0: Ives. Ives, yeah, very good. Grab it. hold of Ives and, and extract a confession. Grab Ives and extract a confession before the bell goes. And McLaren's yeah.
1: got him in a headlock.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he says, oh, I was doing, I was doing me Donald Duck. Uh, yeah. yeah. He goes, oh, is that, is that, is that the impression he's doing? He goes, yeah,
1: put, him, put him down. He's got a funny colour.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Question three. In Forty Towers, what is the name of the character played by Bernard Cribbins, who ends up assaulting Basil at the end of the, I think it's the hotel, in oh, the inspectors. Oh, a
1: really what a track. question. That's brilliant.
2: That's a good question. Cause I, I, He's
1: a hotel not really inspector. He in my... is a hotel inspector, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a violent man.
2: Yes, you are. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: oh, I can't think of it. He's a brilliant character.
2: This is where I edit the pod down so we don't... This is this is what you said. It's minutes anyone, of us anyone is probably
0: shouting out the answer.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, I can hear Sybil saying it. Ah.
2: Obviously, we're going to kick ourselves when you tell us, but... Do you want a clue can with you... the first letter? Bit of cheese. Um, do you want a clue, yes, Darren? I'm happy to. You...
0: Yeah, please go for a clue. So it begins with H. Something, something beginning with H. Something, something begins with H. H. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> just like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: that's because I was trying to think. Uh, and I can't do two things at once. No, like, come on.
0: Three syllables.
2: Uh, Holloway? No. No, no. Uh, uh, it's not Holloway. Yeah, it's a,
1: uh,
2: hang
1: on No, I can't think of it.
2: Uh, hang on. yeah. Oh my god, no, it's gone, mate. Is it gone, One sorry?
0: <laughs> One more clue. Um rabbits live in them. Mr. Uh, something something whole? Mr. Rabbit, Mr. Hole, Rabbit, Hole. Okay, a a arrow. a house household rabbit or a rabbit in the garden. Hutch. Hutchinson. Choose, uh, the, uh, uh, see my oh face That was hard work. That screen <laughs> grab in my face then when I got it. Wow. And now, it Tom, what, what you could do, Tom, is edit all of that out. Yeah, just it just that. You <laughs> You're going,
1: bloody
2: hell, he's yeah, genius. Yeah, for, for, viewers, for viewers, for listeners back home, that would have been a seamless question with a seamless answer. <laughs> but actually, it took about 25 years to get an answer. Or Darren's <laughs> disappeared.
1: He's, he's going to edit it to make us look like geniuses. <laughs>
0: Okay, Thank uh, you for question the four. Here's a. It's not a maths one, but it requires a little bit of counting. So <laughs> in, in the entire run of Only Fools and Horses, so from when it first aired to when it finished, in how many years did it not have a full episode shown? So discounting special, um, like the, what the kind of unseen episodes, the comic relief ones. So discounting those, how many years was there not a full episode shown across the whole run of it? So, so basically, um, think of the years where there wasn't a Christmas special or a series. How many of those the years were there? You might have to do it in your head.
2: I, I'm I show you my workings. from. Eight, I think from 85 to 89. 85 was Series 5, I think. And then Series 6 was 89. So that's four years. Obviously, there's specials in between. And then you had, from 96 to 2001, you had five years. So nine, year, nine is my answer. That doesn't, nine is going to go. Yeah, I was... Yeah.
1: I was thinking. My first thing thought it was eight. Yeah, thinking about it, it'd be more towards nine
0: because of the nineties. And but I'm not sure. I would have gone eight. I'll be honest. It's I actually counted seven. So 1984 there wasn't one, hmm. and then every year till 1994 there was one. Yeah, that makes sense. What's between a series? No, like an episode. Just either an episode or a special.
2: Oh, I I thought. Sorry, I
0: missed. I thought you said any. Any years without a series? Sorry. No, sorry. sorry a, saying, a, really yeah, a full episode, so either a special or a series. Sorry, I bothered oh, Okay. Um <laughs> Shall I ask a different question?
1: Stuck in the back of my brain
0: there, that was.
2: Let's go for the next one. That's a good question. I just, I wish I'd, I wish I'd listened. Yeah, so so 84,
0: 94, 95, 97, 98,
2: 99. 99. Well played, yeah. I like those sorts of questions.
0: I like but it more when crazy. if I... Crazy. Isn't it from that 1981 to 1990, 1980, 1996 run? There was only three yeah. years where it wasn't on. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. Some series, you know, you're lucky if you get like an episode every two years or something. Um, okay, final question five. In the League of Gentlemen, Royston Vasey himself, the person, has a cameo, but what's his character's name? Chubby Brown. Well, that's that's <laughs> the. So, yeah. So, oh, the character's the, name? What's the character's name in the series? Yeah. So, it's Chubby Brown in there. Sorry, I should he? have made that clear. In the series, what's his character's name? So, yeah, he has a mayor. little cameo.
1: Um, oh, I I, no, I'm seeing it for so long. Me or something or other. So, it's it's Mayor Vaughan. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I wouldn't have got that. Uh, I just thought, when you said that, Chubby Brown, but obviously.
2: <laughs> I've seen like, I've seen League of Gentlemen. Um, I was going to say, Eddie Phoenix tonight, but. I haven't watched them as much as you guys.
0: Oh, right. Sorry, I thought you thought you this. No,
2: them. no, I do, I love them, but not enough. I just haven't, for some reason, in like for years, watched them enough times to remember one liners. That's my guilty secret. I'm always afraid to tell you both. about the, the stage show one, was cause... good. Of League
1: of Gentlemen, I, I saw yeah, that in Cardiff. I, and I, they, yeah, they they yeah, wrote I another. Like, it was following it. on from all the characters like really Tubbs and all. They wrote almost like another series and and did it. Yeah, it was really good.
0: It. Type of loose not So uh, yeah, there we go. There's the quiz. So sorry, that wasn't any easier. I'll uh, try and tell me, Daddy. It well. was. It was because yeah. I actually got one right. So you did. That's... You did. And there were some some ones there for the uh, fans to think to listen to at home as well.
2: This is precisely it. It's not just for us. Is it is for hopefully listeners that download. But yeah, thank you, Simon. Thank you. Well, this is fancy Sitcom, where I ask you three questions, which you've both had some prep for, uh, so hopefully this is seamless with your answers. Not to worry if not, because, you know, it's room for discussion. Uh, Three questions, uh, each episode that are going to be different, of course, just to see what you guys think. I don't know, I'll take that out, that's rubbish. Three questions, we'll start with question one. What is your personal
0: favourite or best sitcom intro, outro? I'll go for you. Like, yeah. So this is a sitcom. I've only actually really listened, well, listened. I only actually watched uh, properly in the last year. But um, Rab scene, Nesbit. I, I, I absolutely love it. I think I love it's that. just really jaunty, catchy tune. I actually play it uh, quite a bit, um, just around the house. Just put it on. I'm on YouTube. Just love it. And Harrison, my little boy, loves the opening titles because it's just oh. basically rap throwing things. At the telly, isn't it? With his feet up. So he's like, <laughs> well, there's, there's the pair of trainers. And I love how they updated it. They brought it back. They moved it to like, digital televisions. So, yeah. So, so Rav C. Nesbit, although, arguably, perhaps not the greatest sitcom ever. Um, it's not everybody's but, but I just love that opening. I think it's just such a great, catchy little tune. I,
2: was playing, I, was, I can't think at the top of my head. i watched Rabsi Nesbitt growing up, but I can barely remember it.
0: Yeah, my favorite one.
1: I've got the um, best intro, outro, is it's called Old Ned. And they stepped on. Old oh, Ned. Yeah, I, I just love that. It's, it's so du, like
2: du, 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 that one.
1: It, yeah, I mean, everyone knows oh, right it, now. and it's just like it's just perfect for that that sitcom.
2: Yeah, that's that's kind of like the theme tune to like off comedy life, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, you might come across um, anything online where someone, something's gone wrong for someone in a comedy way, and they often dub that over, don't they? Did yeah, du, du. and they do, do it with I, Kirby I mean, enthusiasm as well, don't they?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, these people who, who probably never watched Step Tone 7, but know that tune. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's that's, that's, it. that's the
0: testament to uh, shows you know, like Britain's Got Talent and whatever use it whenever they've got like a sort of older guy on <laughs> yeah. or something. Like they <laughs> yeah. associate it with like slow, doddery people, don't they, whatever. And, um, uh... Bit harsh, yeah. is not it? When you think about it, A bit it, harsh, but, yeah. Very stereotypical, very stereotypical. But yeah, but it, it's obviously a timeless piece, and the more than you know, the fact they still play it sixty years later is is testament yeah, to it, it. Really, it's amazing. I about mean, you I'm
2: a very predictable guy. I am. Fools and horses intro because you know that is the most one of the most recognisable ones. I was going to go with the Till Death Do Part rehash one because uh, if for any Till Death fans, there is. It changes slightly, it varies, and the, I like the later series, cause it's a bit more sharp, and it's got like a fart noise at the end, <laughs> you know, and it goes, and it eventually goes like that at the end, like a very mature, but I love that, but no, it's Fools and Horses, Sullivan, Have, Sullivan, write a click on, right, but he goes, I'll just write the theme tune as well, and sing it, what a multi talented git, you know?
1: Didn't he... Um... I think he had to get half pissed to, to sing it, didn't he? Like he was really nervous about it. Yeah, I've seen him doing an interview on it on, I think, I can't, I think it was on UK Gold at some point, and he said that who was it? The original person couldn't sing it, and he said he had to, and he, he was, Dave. yeah, that, and he, he, he panicked, and he said he went and drank about five pints of strong lager before he did it, and then just sort of got five through pints. it somehow. Yeah.
2: Hell? I remember that. You, so it, you can imagine Chaz and Dave would have done an amazing job with it, and obviously yeah. they sang the, uh, what, they rehashed the Jolly Boy, um, Margate, didn't they? Down to Margate, B A V self phone call, but so they, they changed all that. Yeah, it's got to be Fools and Horses, isn't it? They're, it would have been games.
1: so much more cheesier with Chaz and Dave doing it,
2: though, wouldn't it? It wouldn't have been as as good. I, I don't know. I think it, it, you can see why he asked them Cockney's singing about a Cockney sitcom, but yeah, it's got to be Fools. For me, all right, question two. Okay, then who this is this question is to to or Darren. Um, you the first so, time you, to do it, mate. and Sounds for those nice. back home, play along. I've got to remind you, please play along, you know, for fun. In another universe, you get married, okay, you're single lads. Um, you're gonna get married though, so you're not gonna be single for much longer. Tell me who your best man is, your usher, who's responsible for the catering, and who's doing the wedding. So, there's four parts to those answers. Obviously, you don't need to say they've got to be sitcom characters. So who's your best man? Who's the usher? Who's doing the catering and who's doing the actual wedding? I hadn't even spoken about who you'd married, but I didn't ask you that question. But feel free to say, you know, whoever, whoever wants to go first. Shoot.
1: Go on, I'll go for that, Tom. As my best man I've got Basil Faulty.
2: That is so interesting. I think,
0: yeah.
1: I think that, it'd just be absolute is... carnage with Basil. Would it? He probably be, wouldn't even be a good one.
2: He'd be stiff as a board, wouldn't he? Unless well, I...
1: you uh the best man's speech, I'd have to get it written by Blackadder, so at least it'd be, it'd be so <laughs> sarcasm in it. So it'd be Edmund Blackadder's speech written and then performed by Faulty. So, uh,
0: <laughs> Well, you saw okay. what that Basil tried to organise his wedding anniversary. So yeah, disaster, yeah. didn't it? So,
1: <laughs> it wouldn't happen, would it? Yeah, it would
0: be <laughs> good, yeah. but we're entertaining.
1: Though. Perhaps it's me trying to avoid the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> then I've got as an asher... It was a tough one, this, but I've come up with Corporal Jones from Dad's Army.
2: Yeah, it makes so... perfect sense. Good communicator. He's going to get everyone from A to B or the lounge to the wedding breakfast area. Yeah. you're announcing
1: the guests as they're coming in. You might get it wrong, but you'd still announce them, wouldn't uh, The catering will be done by Del and Rodney because they've um, oh my got God. a bit of experience, haven't they, with uh, Corinne? and
2: jam, uh, jam sponge for the wedding cake, yeah. Yeah.
1: Goodie's went all manky. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure the fridge is plugged in, and then the final one. So the last one, Tom. So who organises it, isn't it the whole? What wedding. was my
2: question? It was officiating, um, wasn't it? Or? Who's doing? Who's who's like the, the vicar? They don't have to. It doesn't even have to be an actual vicar from a sitcom. You could say for some reason Slater is going to be doing the wedding. So who's actually? Yeah, Is that the word officiating, or who's the standing vicar?
1: I've got that as obviously Father Ted. I thought that'd be a, an obvious yeah, one. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, he could officiate it, and it'd be, again, it'd be hell of a, hell of a carnage to. I'm
2: gonna put you on the spot, Darren. Who, which sitcom actress or actor we're are you he, marrying? We're all inclusive. Right. Uh, that
1: I know you'll say, you'll say, that's why I you'll str- say, for. You'll say, Young Denise, won't you? <laughs> that's,
2: you know, that's that's gonna be here on out. The bands that are thrown at me now. Ooh, <laughs> you might like have Denise. to
1: edit some of that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Kichansky from Red <laughs> Dwarf, I think. I'll go, I'll go with the obvious, nerdy, geeky one, Kachansky.
2: I can't go for it now, can I? Okay. All right, that's good. I like your answers and, and the reasons why. But yeah, John, Cl- I mean, Basil's the best man. I can't picture it, but if it works for you, Daz.
0: <laughs> side. Yeah, he's the best man I've got. Um, young Mickey Pierce. Uh, <laughs> you nice. you good, stag- be, mate. good stag, dude. Great speech. When well, I say great, it'd just be full of like basically insults, would And uh, swear words and, and what have you. But yeah, um, and also, if uh, you'd be guaranteed to crack on with the bridesmaids, wouldn't he? He'd, he'd be fancying his chances there. So, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, potentially, yeah. Uh, be entertaining to see that. Uh, for ushers, I'd have Max and Paddy. I don't only have one, but I see him. So, <laughs> That's uh, great atmosphere. Uh, uh, atmosphere. in. Yeah, brilliant. um <laughs> basically keep order um, opposite ends of the church right? headsets. Got headsets on couldn't they?
1: <laughs> he- headsets sets for your head
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, but I certainly will not be asking them to do any lighting because obviously Max fell through the wind in the uh, you know yeah. like that, would we say. <laughs> catering I'd actually ask bread from dinner ladies basically simple but satisfying I think you know you wouldn't, wouldn't go wrong with bread would you Pre- preparing a, um, a, a nice spread for you Basically, this comes from someone who uh, actually my, my I got what, ten, 10 years ago this month. I got married our reception. We actually had bacon sandwiches for our like reception thing. Oh, we just couldn't think of anything better. We just asked the restaurant, they said, Yeah, of course. So that's fine. So, yeah, good well, bacon sandwich. Did you, make, did you
2: make that bacon dead, dead crispy? Si?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, mate, it was one of the nicest sausages. Sausage, always had sausage as well. Bacon sausage sandwich I've ever had. It was amazing.
1: The red great. sauce. <laughs> lazy all
0: all, all, all <laughs> down in wedding shirt oh, no. um, <laughs> All in white. And I kid you not, I've written this down. So this is just coincidence. I've written down officiating Father Dougal. I had down, not Father ah, yeah. ah. Dougal, <laughs> yeah, that'd just be perfect, mess. Like, you, you saw what he got to do at a funeral, didn't he? Obviously, like the hearse was on fire, wasn't he? And um, yes, yeah, something, something horrendous had gone wrong, and it. So I imagine at a wedding, it would be. um so again, maybe I'm looking to hide from the wedding. The wedding, I don't know. Subconsciously so sort of trying to. Run away.
1: I think we are deep down. <laughs> yeah. <We're
0: laughs> no, we, we, do we want to see the comedy, better. don't we? We want to see the comedy in it, don't we? Um, <laughs> so there we go. So that—that's that, my lineup. Nice.
2: Yeah. I love, love those answers, mate. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Who are you marrying? I don't. I, don't, I know. Uh, I didn't ask oh, you about. that. Advance. that's I difficult.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go with um, Debs from Mimi um, and
2: what? No. I can actually... I've been trying to think. <laughs> With <When> your both to do what I marry, and I'm st- I haven't got an answer yet. I might have one as I answer. Okay, I just re- reel through my answers. Okay, I've gone best man. I've gone for Tim from the Office, Martin oh, Freeman, because yeah, no, he's sensible and he won't he won't make me get bladdered because I'm not a drinker. He's trusting, and he wouldn't get he wouldn't go too far when he pranks. Usher I've gone Dell because he's quite charming and he, and he would lead the guests to the where they needed to be whilst being quite jovial. Obviously, I don't want to get like royal flush drunk, but you know, I think I can rile him to charm most people. Yeah, like I said, so it needs to be semi sober. Catering, obviously, not the Trotters. I would choose Gwen from uh, Gavin and Stacey because oh, okay. uh, mm-hmm. she, well, with Doris's help, if you're a Gavin and Stacey fan, you'll know what I mean, but they do a great barbecue and they have a barbecue buffet obviously she does a great omelette, but she seems quite mumsy and good in the kitchen, and Doris is quite old school, and she can clearly cook as well. I think it's referenced that she do a good spread.
1: Do some Welsh cakes, Tom.
2: Yeah, I'll try it. Yeah. And who is marrying me? Very predictable. Um, it's not as... My answers aren't as fun as yours, but Geraldine Granger from Vicar Dibbley. And, uh, I didn't obviously think outside the box for that, did I? And I, who would I marry? Well, I'd love your answers. It wouldn't be Denise, alright? because She's already married. Ah oh, shit! I don't know. Um, it's a tough one, that isn't it? I think. Oh God. Oh, I know. I know who. I... Yeah, Polly. Polly Towers. Polly. Polly. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. One, yeah? yeah. What a awesome. what a beautiful human being. Yeah. Uh. What oh, my voice went then That was. That sitcom. Are we back to you, sir?
1: Craptic cryptic clues. Okay, next up, we've got the uh, craptic clue round where I give you a a cryptic or craptic clue relating to um, any sitcom from the past 50, 60 years. Anyway, who wants... Well, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll read out the clue and then you just, as we do, you guys shout out. So the first one I've got is, does it hurt Terry or Victor? Does it hurt Terry or Victor? Only when I laugh. Correct, young man. Sorry, mate. Yeah, correct. (laughs) Terry, I've got is... He's Terry from the Likely Lands, which is obviously James Boland.
0: Yeah. He's in yeah.
1: Laugh. And then Victor, as in Richard Wilson.
0: Great. Good. Really good sitcom. I don't know if you guys have watched
2: much of it. No, I haven't. I, uh, I
0: have yeah, seen it's, it. It's, I'd it's say once mate. a month.
2: Once I didn't, obviously, see the previous pod, once a month on average, I'd probably get a listen saying, Have you watched anyone I Because then they show
0: me a, a still of, of Richard Wilson in it. I must have had that. If, but yeah, I probably. Oh, he's, probably he's, he's awesome in it because he's just this really angry sort of like berating guy and then like the other two are rebellious against him and yeah it's just really funny it's really anything like victor um not really because he's he's victor's like the victim isn't it this guy's the victim this guy's like just i don't know he's not he's not unkind he's just very short he's got no patience with them so he's a very different character uh, obviously, you can see, you know, the rants he goes on is very, you know, you can, Richard Wilson's got one style of rant, and and, and it's definitely the same when he does winter. So, Sorry, yeah, yeah, but it's written by the guy who wrote Rising Down, so you know what what, what oh, very, uh, sort of. Oh. Um, I was
1: Dawson gonna say uh, ran from nineteen
0: seventy nine to nineteen eighty two. Yeah, Eric Eric Eric, Ch- Eric Chappell, I think, Eric Chappell. I so, so, yeah. Nice. All I right. Don't, well, does
1: it hurt because only when I laugh. So that's that's yours, I think. Sally that one. Isn't next it? two are Tom's. Um next oh, <laughs> we've got it. um clue is definitely not Harry, mannering gets sweet. Definitely not Harry, mannering gets sweet.
2: You know what? I I'm just not good with these, but I'm sure we used to do initials followed, because the original cra- crap so,
1: Yeah, initial is because,
2: So can you read the clue out again for me, please?
1: Yeah, the clue is definitely not Harry. Mannering gets sweet, and the initial is P. For Papa. Porridge? No. No, it's a similar sort of vein to, to Porridge. I, I've got another clue. It was actually written by Roy Clark. I think he wrote oh, The um,
0: He
2: did.
1: Yeah, so it's just similar. Um, and there's a lot of links to. There's a link to Dad's Army. Oh, not
0: need that clue. Is it Potter?
1: Yeah, we've got it again, Sai. <laughs> yeah, Potter, Rick,
2: Potter, Trotter. Potter.
1: Yeah, because I've got definitely what not Harry Potter. I've
0: never heard of Potter. No, i like, watched it ran, one episode on YouTube, yeah. Obviously.
1: Yeah, it ran for six episodes from, <laughs> yeah, I think it was late 70s. It's got Harry H. Corbett in it as a gangster. Um, I've got a little sort of write-up on it. It says, it ran for three series, originally starred Arthur Lowe as Red Viz Potter, and he's a busybody, former sweet manufacturer of Potter mints. Um, yeah, I, and I think it's yeah. just him sort of Getting involved with other people's business, and but I've never seen it.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. It's still, it might still be on YouTube. It was on YouTube a few years ago. So, you know, the, the little
2: kid, the, the little git with with John Lennon's specs, Lennon specs. What was that?
0: <laughs> Harry
1: Harry Trotter. So. Uh,
2: yeah, okay, third and final.
1: So at the third and final craptic clue I've got is uh, Humphrey and Hacker can't say no. Humphrey and Hacker can't say no.
2: Initial.
1: Initials is. I think this is going to give it. I think Sai already knows so, it by the he's looking, but uh, it's two words: Y for Yankee, M for Mother. Y yes, M.
0: Minister. Yes,
1: Minister. Oh, he's he's got this, Tom he? Very
0: good. <laughs> I yeah, swear when we did this, to...
2: um, when we did this on the other pod, I was quite good, but that was with initials. I wasn't this bad. But I don't know what it is. Fair enough. Well played, Sai. Another whitewash. Three now. Well
1: then, Sai. Very I, good. I'm trying to think. The only yes. the only difference is I probably. The first two pods, I think, probably covered the mainstream. sort of more well, yeah, the mainstream ones, and then they sort of gone more.
2: I I think in time, if we if, if this podcast goes on for a long time, we're gonna have to sort of delve into character names and stuff because you're gonna run out of sitcoms.
1: Yeah, well, I, um, I wrote, but... I've got, I've got probably about another ten, and it goes more modern. Like uh, I sort of went through the decades, and the the other ones I've got are sort of the last ten, fifteen years.
2: Uh, that's where I start to kick on mate.
1: That's, that's when you, you hit the the vinegar strokes, Tom.
2: <laughs> all right, should we get on to double V
0: Victor's double B. Vault. Yes, Victor's so. Time. Yeah, here we go with Victor's Vault. I pick a a series, a character and an episode that I think should be banished to Victor's Vault. So all three, I think, can go, but you guys have to just choose one between you that's going to go in, or you might think, you know, I disagree, but let's just see. So, so TV show, the whole show for me that can go in first this week is King Gary. I don't know if you've seen King Gary.
2: Um, a few bits. I heard good things, yeah, but not. A
0: bit. Well, I did actually try to watch it again, to be fair. I gave it a little go, about two Tom years ago, and I gave yeah. it another go, and I still can't, get, I just don't get it. I don't know what it's trying to be. Is it trying to be like Only Way Is Essex rip-off? Is it like, are the characters laughing at themselves? Or are they actually taking themselves seriously? Because if it's laughing at itself, like it's parody, fair enough. But but they why construct the whole sitcom when The Only Way Is Essex does that really well in itself without trying to laugh at itself? You know what yeah, I mean?
2: Yeah, it won a bloody just... laughter, didn't it? Yeah. So uh, is it, it scripted
0: then? No?
1: Well, it... I, I know
0: it's mean... largely scripted, but is it yeah, yeah, I think it's not scripted. scripted it was well. it's written by a guy called Tom Davis who's apparently done quite a few yeah. things. He's,
2: mm, uh, Baking, he's like, a big, he, he's a Wolf and Owl podcast,
0: and that was it. Robert quite Fanger quite, quite a distinctive looking guy, um, and it's even got Simon Day in it. I mean, Simon Day, <laughs> but he even he can't rescue it. And I, I yeah, I just, I just I don't know what it is, whether really, because I I just don't find it funny. Obviously, comedy's, you know subjective, isn't it? It's everyone's individual taste. But yeah, but for me, King Gary can can go. In fact, he got two series. When some shows, you know, just get cancelled after one, is just,
1: just oh we, we, we did this with the tackers Then we saw last time. Oh. It's how frustrating when the tuckers gets cancelled and then it, it, uh, the it, series it, get the go it, ahead. <laughs> <exactly. laughs>
0: it's crazy. Okay, so that's the uh, TV show. The character is Sam version two from Benador. So Sam, who who comes back as a holiday rep. Um, uh-huh.
2: so she's in series five onwards.
0: so series, um, yeah. So she's in series four, as she's on holiday with a friend. And he, oh, sorry, she's in two series, series four and five. Yeah, with Natalie. Uh, and then she disappears for a few years and she comes back. Now, when she was originally in it, uh-huh. I thought as a, someone on holiday, she was quite funny, she was quite a little bit vulgar, uh, having competitions like belching competitions with a mate or whatever you. <laughs> uh, and just she obviously has that, that recurring thing where she breaks her leg and then breaks her arm or something, doesn't she? And um, yeah,
1: when she comes back, she's all about just, the money, isn't she? When she comes yeah, back, and, it's just obnoxious, yeah.
0: irritating. She's supposed to be a rep and she doesn't just, just, just help people out. Uh, I just thought they've already got that character with Mateo to a degree, haven't they? Have like a lazy worker in the hotel. I just don't get why yeah. she's come back, come back, bring her back as just a guest again, yeah. it would still work. It, it, it just Obviously, they wanted to get out and that they go to a theme park or go to a dinosaur park, don't they, or have you? I think mm. they wanted to explore Bella a bit more. Uh, and also, she doesn't really get any, any character development. I don't know if these sitcoms do, but yeah, just, just she, she has a little relationship with Joey, doesn't she, I think, but it doesn't really go anywhere. and I mean, that might be okay. saying something for Bella as a whole. I don't know. But by the time we got to that point, it was like on its deathbed, but it's just me. Mm-hmm. And then the episode, a bit predictable, this, and... Um, I don't really dislike it, but it can go in and because I just contrast it with everything else, it stands up against. It doesn't really work. It's a royal flush. Ah, oh, um, that's controversial. You guys. Might I'm a experience. big
2: defender of royal oh. flush. <laughs> I am one of his biggest fans. I know okay. my
0: already. It's, it's not going in. Sorry, it's not going in. Say. Fair enough. Uh, um, I'll just I'll, I'll just tell you briefly why I think. I just think it. All right, people say it doesn't. It presents down in a, in a horrible light to a degree, but. Also, it just feels a little disjointed. It just sort of jumps around a bit too much for me, and I don't know. It almost like it feels like it just stretches out the the idea a little bit too much. Like that, even the dinner scene at the end, I feel it was just a little bit too long in places. It's, but, like it's it... but it's not awful. It's not awful. But when you just when you add that and you have the Frog's Legacy a year later, and you add uh, Holland Back a year before, it just sticks out like a sore thumb to me. It's just not not as good as those those guys. It, so. a, you can't, yeah. Like I said with
1: Jolly Bot, it doesn't flow anywhere near as his... That no. was the other episode, and I think
0: if if
1: if someone had never watched Only Fools and you showed them that, yeah. I think they'd detest Del and they'd be. Yeah, I thought I don't need to present Only Fools. Well, I know like Tom's a big defender, and I yeah. am to a certain extent, but I, it's the way Del acts, and it is yeah. the, the ending does my head, in. Yeah. I don't like seeing that part of the, the you know, outside of the flat. It's Even when he's breathing, a bit weird. That-
0: yeah, yeah, no, it's, that is weird, isn't it? Yeah, he grabs, yeah, and he's, uh yeah, and he punches. He's, the he's, he's just, he's even when he's berating that guy at the start, the um, mm-hmm. in the market, oh, store, yeah, kind of run, your, up, like, run your wrist gently down the there, It's just really, I read somewhere that oh, I think it was in one of the books that uh, John Sullivan was actually he wasn't, at he set, wasn't he? He was building something somewhere else, and so he didn't get a chance to. Yeah. Rights on it or anything, and, and it just went out as it was almost.
1: But. I think we need Tom to defend it now. <laughs> Go on, then, mate. Yeah, <laughs> he did, he he's,
2: he's ready. <laughs> well, I'll bet. I just quickly say who, what thing I put. in Oh, room yeah. One sorry. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I three
0: then. Which which is going in?
2: So it's the Benzorm actress. So, the so, so, Well,
0: Benazir character. Benzorm character. Sam King Gary as a sitcom or Royal Flush episode.
2: Okay, King Gary because it just represents. I mean, I've seen bits the state of modern comedies. They're just soulless. No, yeah, no, yeah, no yeah, studio yeah. audience. I know some of the greatest comedies haven't had a studio audience. The Office, Royal Family, Peep Show. But they're the exception, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's not just that. It just seems... yeah. What, what direction it's you take funky, in yeah. this? You, you yeah. can't really... So that's probably going to go... I'm going to say the Ben and Dorm actress, because at least Ben and Dorm has got a bit of decent history behind it, and I can't... Yeah. I mean, I know you're chucking in only one a- actress, but... I'm making more of a statement by chucking in that on that modern comedy. But I've got to defend Raw For uh, I acknowledge that it's not John Sutherland's favourite. I acknowledge that most of the internet don't seem to like it. And I acknowledge that Dale isn't the most helpful. But have you seen the unedited version? It's about a 19 yeah, minute yeah, and yeah, okay. Yeah. I just think that there's really, when you break it down, there's only two things that people don't like. They don't like him being drunk and spoiling Rodney's Chances with Lady Victoria, and it's obviously embarrassing for him. And then they don't like it. at The end when he grabs his uh, hand oh. mm-hmm. tightly. If you just like peel everything back, he's just drunk at the table. He's just been a drunk fool at, in a. If that was like at anyone else's house, if it was at the pub, if it was at, at an, at an in, local Indian restaurant, meet, you know, with another, it wouldn't be a problem with it. It's just because it's in a stately home, and therefore oh. the atmosphere is more tense. I think he I think he thinks he's being helpful by being upfront and honest about Rodney. He's paranoid that the Secret Service or the Special Branch are gonna nail Rodney for his previous petty crime with dealing thingy. But he's just um executed it poorly, that's what I would say. And then of course grabbing his hand at the end was mean, but I suppose Rodney had just hit his hand against the thing, so that's Rodney's fault. I think if he hadn't hit his hand, it would just been a standard Hand grip, you idiot, you lost us 200 quid. I was trying to get something out of this, although that's still selfish of dare. I know it's, it's also funny, I think grand. it's also... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly a grand, wasn't it? Grand, yeah,
1: but that, um, that's was... a bit, yes, that bit I don't like because oh, where he's basically trying to get them to pay. Uh, and know, also, he, goes, people... he goes behind the thing with um, um, oh, what's his name? The oh, oh um, he, um, Jeff- not Jeffrey. Henry, yeah, he, he goes off to basically take a grand off him and he said I'll get you out get Rodney out with your daughter's light and that's a bit I don't know.
2: Uh, what, what, also people should be directing their annoyance at Lady Victoria. Why has she yeah. just dumped him as a friend? Because she knows Dells the drunk being a bit of a knob at the table Yeah it's so not Rodney so too, I just think, It's not Rodney and I suppose Lady Victoria's thinking my dad's never going to let me see him again Anyways, anyway. It's, just, it's more hassle than it's worth and she was going to America when she for an art. Mm. So I just think actually it's an episode. It's funny. I just think the shotgun scene when they're doing the Shopping, shopping for Rodney's outfit. Where he goes, Iggy what serves pleasure? Not oh, birds and curry. This <laughs> like, great. Yeah. And in the flat, when they're getting all excited about the duke, oh, he only owns a pub. So many great one-liners. <laughs> the opera scene. The opera scene is is funny. I think I find Del funny getting snotty and not getting it. Even though, if I was there, that would annoy me. But watching it, I just think it's not as bad as made out. But I'm in the minority, clearly, because a lot of people don't like that. And John Sullivan said he didn't like it, apparently. But I've never seen anything written down about it. I've just heard, oh, people worked on set said Sullivan didn't like that. Because you know, he didn't like how... And he cut it specifically because of Dale's behaviour and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I would say, if people felt uncomfortable watching that, how are you not uncomfortable watching dates? Because dates, for me, is my bugbear. Sorry, this is a whole new topic, but Dale gets humiliated. He mistreats Raquel. Yeah, I find dates more comfortable to watch. Anyway, sorry, long... I'll probably cut out, cut out a lot of it out, but, um, yeah, I do like Raw Flush. I won't, I don't avoid watching it, personally.
0: Very there you fantastic.
2: Go. So, so, King sorry, Gary... Sorry, what, sorry, about you, what about
0: you, Dazza? Do you think King Gary or... Um, I think um, you, you taught Sam. me around now. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I can put... I mean, um, Sam and Benadorm. I, I don't know. I couldn't get rid of any of the characters, even though she does change a lot, and it's all about the euros. And yeah, she goes yeah. from having a laugh and getting drunk to, you know, constantly want to make money. Yeah. Um. Again, like I think Tom's covered royal flesh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's loads of bits in that, that that I don't like, but then like you know, bits with Iggy agains you know, where'd you get that shotgun like that? I think it's it does re- redeem it. Yeah. You've but um, yeah, I'd have to put in um, um, I, I haven't seen oh, an okay. episode of it. I've seen bits, but yeah, King Gary. Okay. I think yeah, oh. a bit like what Tom said. I think he's, I don't know, It's not my cup of tea, representative, but...
2: It's representative of modern comedy. Yeah. being yeah. just joyless. Yeah. There's very yeah, few. That. Yeah, and I, I only have to watch a few personally a few scenes to make a judgment even though that's not how you should judge something. But I have to be drawn in straight away. I wasn't so, hey, might give it another go. It might might be completely hypocritical or make a U turn in a year's time and say, actually, it's all right. But yeah. what was your what, what was
0: your answer? Sorry, say, um, King Gary. I think really of the yeah. three, I think that's the one. I I mean, like I say not not a fan of 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 Sam. For all <laughs> for us, I just thought it would be good. I mean, you can edit this bit out if you like. Man, I just thought it was good to get a discussion going with that one because that was quite honest. So. Some got got some detractors, um. So yeah, just 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 didn't. There's lots of other sitcoms we could have put in, um. We'll save them for a future episode, might be But yeah, King Gary for this one. Nice. Cool. So Thank there you, we go. So that right. concludes um Victor's Vaults for this week. Right. So you see do don't know
2: what I've gone for do you? So this is Sitcom Club sequel corner the round of many game names just to remind you guys girls back home i'm taking a episode of a of a sitcom i'll quickly break down what happened very quickly but the point of the round is to speculate what would have happened next if the writer written an episode following the episode so i have chosen policy towers basil the rat the final Forty Towers episode, series two, episode six. I think over the decades, there's always been that speculation that was that 30th episode written. I think Cleese touched upon an idea he had about um, Basil and Sybil visiting Manuel in Barcelona, on uh, getting on a plane and Basil getting infuriated with various delays and getting into trouble with airport security. But no, nothing ever came of it. Just really quickly, for those back home, just want to remind yourselves, in the 12th episode of Forty Towers, ending series two, it's just another frustrating and tedious day in Basil's life when he spots a presumed greedy and unhinged guest rooting through the kitchen fridge. This is until Basil learns that the man seemingly trespassing in the kitchen is Health Inspector Mr. Carnegie. Forty Towers are set for closure unless they carry a considerable spring clean from top to bottom within a matter of days until it is re-inspected. Following this wake-up call, just as Basil thinks all cleaning jobs are in hand and other problems within the hotel are addressed, he discovers that Manuel has been keeping a pet rat in one of the outside sheds. Manuel, who insists on this being only a hamster, realises that his pet, named Basil, has escaped. Panic ensues as they hunt Basil the rat, whilst the health inspector is in the vicinity. The final scene sees Mr. Carnegie come face-to-face with the rat, sat inside a selection box of cheese and biscuits. Basil faints and is dragged out by Manuel. So what happened next? Well, I've come up with an idea. Feel free to comment on this chaps. I'm not expecting you to come up with something off the on the spot. I've got a point of what I think would happen in episode thirteen following this very episode. There's no question that Mr. Carnegie gets the hotel shut down, right? not without Basil going down, fighting, of course. Basil resorts to holding Mr. Carnegie hostage in one of the guest bedrooms, since Mr. Carnegie initially fainted himself after coming face-to-face with the rat. Uh, Polly takes one for the team and cruelly lays next to Mr. Carnegie, implying he took advantage of her and in support of Basil and Sybil, says she will report it to Mr Carnegie's employer by way of blackmail in order to keep the hotel open. The police are called and arrest Mr Carnegie, and whilst Basil thinks he's got away with it this time, one of the policemen spots the rats. However, to the confusion of Polly, who says she for sure locked the rat away in its cage, Manuel comes out grinning, stating Basil has baby, not realising Basil is in fact a female. Basil goes to attack Manuel on a freeze frame. Therefore... The police will report the health hazard and faulty towers in there inevitably get shut down. So the, fo- the follow-up from there, Basil reopens... Uh, so I've done like a double follow-up. Follow-up from there, Basil reopens a new place with Polly. Sybil is fed up and divorces Basil, taking almost all of the assets they own. Polly, however, will run the hotel as she's coming to significant inheritance and together they run this business in another location. It's unknown if they're an item, but this will remain cryptic. We certainly won't see them alone in, in a bedroom. At Manuel was not employed due to Basil's sheer anger at costing him his hotel reputation, let alone the divorce bill. Terry is also not rehired due to his ineptness in the kitchen. I decide that Richard Beckinsale would play a laid-back, lovable chef that no doubt Polly flirts with, leaving Basil jealous, unlike how Basil would react before us if he found Sybil irritating, regardless of her flirting or not, because he never really cared, to be, But he would with Polly, cause I think he probably like some more felicity kendall is hired as the new front of house staff leaving polly a little insecure about herself also and finally we don't have a manuel re- replacement lesson learned and all that for basil but we do have an apprentice student learning the ropes say hello to a leonard pierce type so that's what uh, i've come up with for the episode quite a, that'd be quite a feature length i realized that there is actually going to be a faulty towers come back and it is going to be you know basil and well it's written by uh john cleese and his daughter isn't it but yeah i don't know if the daughter is playing his daughter is it gonna be is she gonna actually be playing basil's daughter I I can't she's remember played
0: her. like a long lost daughter yes it long lost daughter that, so that relationship we had with a guest a long mm, well, a while ago or something God. not mrs richard
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i've obviously written that well that's my follow-up, which would end the series. Well, mostly, it would reopen again. It, it would be the same, but yeah. Anything I said that that stands out in in any way that you think would work or might work, or anything you'd like to add?
1: I thought that was good. No, I like the um. Polly ends up accusing the hotel inspector of yeah taking advantage. Um, yeah, but he By still gets a bit t- of time. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, they think they you could one, see so, that happening. Yes. Can you? You could see her acting that out and. Trying to help Basil just to get it, get it see, off.
2: The she back. did. She did. She, she did in the uh, in the wedding anniversary, didn't she? She, you know. But yeah, I mean, the joke, the the is like at the end of a lot of sitcoms, the the protagonist thinks they've won, but then quickly something messes up. So in this case, they actually they thought they think they dealt with Basil, but actually Basil's had as a girl, and she, yeah. the rats. I like
1: had. that bit. Yeah, with um, you can see Manuel coming out and saying that.
2: Yeah, you see, thing like just like oh, bad timing, and the police have to report it because that's their duty of care, and they go, they that they will get shut down, and then, yeah, and it's that was a fantasy sitcom link, really, with having Felicity Kendall and Richard Beckinsale playing the new staff and all that stuff, and maybe then a Pierce, you know, say say it was released before 1981, and all he's like this slow old apprentice, like you know, if there is such a thing as having an apprentice that age. Yeah, like so near their retirement trying to be a porter or something. But, yeah, we'll never know, will we? I wonder if there's some fan fiction out there. I wonder if there's a fan that's written a had a gay I'm sure there is. Did you say Sybil's divorced him? Um, Sybil's divorced him. She's fed up. She's probably, yeah, she's probably taken... So they've obviously sold the
0: home. What? what about if Basil decides to try and go on the pole and ends up taking the major as his wingman with him? Yeah. Suck, sort of, you know, sort well, he loves sort of,
2: women, doesn't he? Uh, he loves German women, yeah.
0: Good so, card, so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so there could be a nice little sort of you know, two, two, three minute little scene there with Basil, yeah, just very awkwardly, um, trying, trying to impress. And
1: God, uh, what would Basil wear? Because his style is ridiculous, isn't it?
0: He'd have a cravat on, wouldn't he? I think, yeah, he'd be well overdressed, wouldn't he? Two, we're wearing two caps on his head, well, you know, even yeah, two yeah. caps on <laughs>
1: It's Nile, dear. You wouldn't understand.
0: Yeah. And I think you're going to have to... <laughs> I, that, I, I would also try and bring back Mr. O'Reilly at some point. I would I'd have oh, to come in to, like, do, you know, I don't know, put put the new sign or perhaps he's going to call it um, Basil, Basil Towers or something. I don't know. you you have to come put the new sign up for him. And, and Larry some, Twats, some, yeah. So <laughs> wouldn't she, there? Uh, just because it's sort of a great little character, well, isn't it, Mr. O'Reilly? I,
2: I can see Polly wanted to step up because she's she's only doing wages in to I think does she say to to pay for a court art course Because she's she's into her, her art. I don't know if it's just to supplement her income, but when when she is uh, almost blackmailed to, to play yeah. Sybil went in she goes to, he's to like, You'll car. never work again yeah, to, plastic, to pay for car. Her a car. That's right. And he goes, You'll never be a waitress again. She's waitress, that's a joke, and she reels up all the jobs she does every day. Mm. Maybe i will get to the point where she goes, actually, I can make this work, sod it uh for some reason she she'd want to work with basil. I don't know', I don't know if she had i did not really suppose, i didn't, i didn't really detect any kind of chemistry as such, although they were married in real life uh, for series one anyway Isn't that amazing that they still wrote together after being divorced crazy yeah um
1: I don't think the- the cast knew did they they said they didn't know they'd divorced in between yeah. they just carried on as if as if they were still together yeah
2: i I don't think this is a separate thing altogether when you've got a duo of writers you've got two writers I'm always. Keen to know who came up with what line? Who came up with which character? Was that your yeah, you, side you know with um Porridge?
1: I like that you know, with Golden and Simpson, you no know, rope Steptoe. Who came up with
2: that line? i yeah, up with this. You know, I think they were
1: sitting uh, in uh, the um, room for hours and they just went to rags And then they didn't speak for about three hours and then they went, what can we do with the french plan? Let's know how that
2: came out. I, I went off on a tangent with Royal flash. It feels, I mean, it's about an hour and 20 minutes.
1: Okay, well, that concludes episode four. Um, hope you, you enjoy listening to it as we've enjoyed chatting and coming up with some ideas, hopefully.
2: Yeah, I had a great time. Cheers, chats. So only two more episodes left of the series. Then we'll do a little Christmas special, no doubt. Yeah, fantastic.
0: Cheers, guys. Pleasure as always.